Hello, sports fans around the world. Welcome to the Money Man Predictions Podcast, where money is made every podcast. We have your two hosts, J.D. Wolf and Eddie Too Rich. We're going to break down Sunday's games in the NFL. We're also going to give you our leans and the teams that we are fading. But we're going to start off with a little segment that we call Potential Letdowns. Eddie, take it away. Yes, so first game I have on my list is Atlanta versus Dallas. After a big win versus the Saints, Atlanta is due for a letdown, in my opinion. Next game I like to cover, Jacksonville versus Indy. After a big win versus Buffalo, that 9-6 victory, I see a potential letdown for Jacksonville Jaguars. Next game, Tennessee versus Rams. After losing Derrick Henry, playing inspired, Watch out for regression and also a potential OBJ debut. You never know. Denver versus Philly coming off a big win in Dallas where they were a big underdog and they come in and play smash mouth football. Watch for a potential letdown spot for Denver this week. Thank you for that, Eddie. All right, guys. So now we're going to hop into the second segment of the day and it's going to be potential get right spots. Eddie, take this one away as well. Yes, so I see Buffalo versus Jets. Buffalo's in a potential get-right spot after losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next game, New Orleans versus... New Orleans is in a big potential get-right spot versus Tennessee. They could... They lost... They could play inspired just like how Tennessee was with Derrick Henry being out, with Alvin Kamara being out this week. Uh, Dallas versus... Atlanta. Dallas is in a get-right spot because they got beat by Denver at home and is a potential shake spot for them this week. And now the next segment of the day will be rest spots, and I'm going to do this one. Uh, we're also going to talk about the – first we're going to talk about the Lions and Steelers. Um, the Lions are coming off a of bye week, so look for them to potentially have a slow start as well. Uh, another team we're going to talk about is Seattle – uh, they're playing Green Bay. Um, Seattle's also coming off of a bye week as well. Uh, the Jets and Bills are also playing. Bills are also coming off a loss versus Jacksonville. But we're going to look at the Jets as they are uh, coming off of a bye week. Uh, also, Bucks and Washington, the final uh, game for the rest spots. Um, the Bucks are coming off of a bye week as well. And we're going to see if they can bounce back and take over Washington. Uh, next, me and Eddie are going to break down these games into three categories. Uh, we're going to give you guys uh, a potential feel if we like the money line, the spread, or the over-under for each game. All right, so for our first game, we are going to discuss the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington football team. Uh, what are you leaning towards, uh, Eddie? Okay, so... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming into the game minus 10. And the over is 51. So far, um, you know, Tampa Bay is 6-2. and two. They're 2-2 two and two in road games, 2-1 and one in the last three, 5-0 and oh in grass games. Even grass matters, people. And... They score about 38 points. They average about – in grass games, they average about 38 points per game. And they score 
and they averaged about 427 yards per game and only giving up 19 points, 19.2 points per game. And only, and they averaged, their opponents only averaged 2.4 turnovers versus them. And so in this game, I'm actually leaning towards the Washington football team plus 10. I feel like Tampa Bay has, you know, they're coming off a bye week. They're both coming off bye weeks. I really feel like Tampa Bay is going to start off slow. They always play people slow on the road. If you look at their schedule, they've won. They played in a lot of close games. There's a lot of games where they almost could have lost. And they're, they're lucky they escaped some of these games. Exactly. Like, for, for example, like the game versus Philly in October – they played. They played close. They barely beat New England on the road, you know, and only by they, two. Yes, and they barely escaped Dallas first week. So the they have they're they're common to playing these close games, and I'd expect a slow start off the bye. They're missing Gronkowski and AB this week, so that is I'm huge for their in. offense. That is huge. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And I'm gonna lock. I'm just gonna lock in. Washington plus 10. I mean, you got to bet shit teams when you have the points. Washington is getting healthy off, healthier off the bye. I hope Curtis Sam, Samuel finally gets to touch the field. He's so injury-prone, but such a great talent. And, yeah, I'm just going to leave Washington plus 10 in this game and, you know, just hope they hope they cover. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. That uh sounds really well. Actually, sounds pretty good. Uh, Washington does have a pretty good defense. Uh, we are still waiting for their D line to produce. But I'm going to go towards a uh, different aspect of this game. I'm going to touch the the under. I'm going to touch the under fifty one. Uh, that's where it's at right now. Um, look for both teams. Like I said, off the bye week to have a slow start. Um, also look for their defenses to actually get them off the field, force a lot of punts. Um, and we're just going to have a lot of empty possessions in this game. Washington is very good on the run defense. They're seventh in uh, rushing guards as well. But like I said, offensive, offensively for Tampa Bay, TB12, he typically just likes to throw the ball all game. That's why they're 25th in rushing but they're second in passing yards. So uh, the potential matchup is going to be, can Tom Brady keep exposing this poor Washington defense, who's 26th in passing yards? Can Tom Brady keep getting first downs? Can he move the chains? One interesting stat as far as this first and third down, Tampa Bay is seventh in first downs. Washington's 21st. But the most staggering stat is, Washington is last in the league in third down conversions on defense. So they're not getting anybody off of the field. And Tampa Bay is a cool second in the league. So look for that under to hit. Look for Washington to bounce back and make these stats look a little better since they're dead last. Look for them to play better and get in a get-right game or a get-up game as far as the bye. We'll see what they can uh, do. Next, we're going to talk about Detroit and Pittsburgh. Uh, Eddie, what are you leaning towards? Money line, spread, or over-under? 
Okay, so let me look at some stats for you. Uh, so Detroit, they are 0-8 coming into this game. They are they are very, very – they're the only team that really hasn't covered a spread all year. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's coming in the game 5-3. and three. They're 3-2 in home games, 3-0 their last three games. So they're coming in hot. Their offense, the key stat the last three games, their offense averages 22.3 points per game, 10, 10 points a half almost, a little bit over 10 points a half. And their opponents average 19 points per game. So there's a big, there's a big, like they're really close. They always play close games with teams and they always play down to their competition. That's the problem with Pittsburgh with me. And this spread is, you know, it, it went up since it opened at it opened at seven and now it's at eight and a half currently. Yeah, so it's it's steady growing. Actually it's uh it's probably gonna go to like plus nine. Oh it oh it opened yeah. at yeah, oh it opened at nine and a half. My bad. Open at nine and a half yeah. and it dropped. This line, people are buying the Detroit Lions. So a lot of sharp money has come on the Detroit side because of what I said. Pittsburgh plays close games. They they just played Monday Night Football versus the the Bears. And they only won by two points. And they escaped away because of a missed field goal by it was almost like a 60 yard. It was a far field goal. I don't know how far it was. They barely beat they beat the Browns by five. They beat uh, Geno Smith-led Seahawks team by three, and they which is beat not impressive. Team, which is not impressive in his first start, you know, since a while. And Denver, they barely beat Denver by eight. They lost to Green Bay by ten. So I mean, they play a lot of close games when they win, and I feel like the Lions. Has have good value. I mean, the Lions are getting healthier. They're getting their left tackle back, so they could move around their offensive line, which was already a pretty much strength on their team. The weakness with the Lions is their skills position. This week, they Jared Goff got his a familiar target in Josh Reynolds. You know, acquired, and a lot of people, you know, they're talking about OBJ, Cam Newton, but Josh Reynolds being added to the Lions is a pretty big thing. Especially if you like to bet shit teams like I do. So and they need help at wide receiver. And they need help on their skills position. They got a lot of young people, but they don't have an alpha dog for Jared Goff. He yeah, you can't just nice be throwing offense. a TJ Hawkinson all game. Exactly, because he's a nice piece too, but he's the only one they got. I mean, so hopefully Josh Reynolds unlocks this offense because he has an offensive line. He could sit back and, you know, scheme, you know, scheme up an offense. Mm-hmm. And make move the ball downfield, but the Detroit defense is tough. But I'm gonna go ahead and hold my nose, and I'm gonna take the Lions plus eight and a half. I'm gonna go ahead and take Lions plus the point. See about that. How about teasing that line, Eddie? Oh, if we definitely. could tease that. Yeah, if we could tease that line and uh, have it move to maybe what plus thirteen. Maybe we can get it plus fourteen. Uh, typically, we try to get it to plus 15 so we can be covered by a touchdown, uh, two touchdowns. So we could tease that line 
and uh, go with Detroit because I'm with you. I'm I'm going with that spread as well. Uh, I just don't trust Pittsburgh right now. Um, they are three and five overall um, on in the spread on the spread uh, versus the spread, and at home they're one and four versus the spread. This is uh, versus uh, the spread. But an interesting stat for the Steelers is that they're zero and four as favorites. They are zero and four as favorites on the spread. It's a nice stat. So we'll see. We'll see how Pittsburgh does. Uh, I do want to lean towards uh, Detroit spread as well. I'm going to stay with that pick and also going to tease that line to make sure that they can cover uh, by two touchdowns. Perfect. So next, we're going to touch on a game that is uh, that spread is a little bit uh, weird for us. Uh, we have Cleveland traveling all the way to Foxborough to play the New England Patriots. Uh, Eddie, what do you see? Uh, how do you see Cleveland faring in this one uh, post OBJ two second game post OBJ uh, leaving? Wow, Cleveland is coming in. You know, like I said, five, five and four. It's two five and four teams. Uh, Cleveland's. Let me run down some Cleveland stats. Two and one in their last, you know, three games. They're two and two in the road game. So okay, that's no real edge in that. They scored thirty one points in these road games and only allowed twenty five to their opponent. And I feel like you know this line opened up at three. I was really trying to, you know, hop in the super contest and get that plus three because I feel like Cleveland with the field goal is really stealing. This is like a steal because Cleveland without OBJ is really a better team. Baker Mayfield doesn't have to focus on feeding a certain target. He can spread the ball like he wants to off the play action you know, handing the ball out to his running backs. But this week, he's without Nick Chubb, and Dearness Johnson is stepping into a bigger role, and we see him perform in big moments. I had him on my fantasy team that week, and, hey, I, I reap the benefits. So I don't, I'm not putting nothing past Dearness Johnson. I feel like he can carry the load and step into a, you know, to a, a big a big spot right here versus on the road at New England. And let me go ahead and break some stats down for New England real quick. New England is five and four. They're one and four at home. Mm. But their point differential, they score 25 points and their opponent averages 22 points. Okay. But they're one and four at home. So they really... That doesn't add up. (laughs) That doesn't add up because I feel like, let's see. Let me go look at that real quick. Let's see. So the one win that they had at home that was humongous was that Jets win, that 54 to 13 win that skews that differential. So really they have been playing – you know, pretty they, – they get beat at home. They play close games, but they lose. You know, they lost to Dallas by six. They lost to Bay by two. They lost to New Orleans by 15. And, you know, I feel like – I just – I'm taking Cleveland plus the points at the end of the day because I feel like 
Baker is in a different mode now. And, you know, he's a better he's a better quarterback. The Sharps are attacked at three. Now it's at two and a half. So I would take it. I would take the points. Yeah, exactly. Uh, New England's offensive rank on third down uh, is fifth in the league. So Cleveland, they're actually 23rd on defense, uh, getting people off the field. Do not let that stat just just fool you. Don't let that fool you. Uh, have you seen the Browns' D-line? Have you seen Miles Garrett? Have you seen Denzel Ward? He is finally playing, finally playing well. He's reminding me of his Ohio State days. So the Cleveland Browns, I feel like they can really dominate this game. They can dominate. It might not be a blowout. It will be a close game. But I'm also going to back that Cleveland plus two and a half spread. And I, I will also back the money line as well. Uh, I'd back that plus 125 money line on Cleveland as well. Uh, the Browns are a really good team. And as far as their defense goes, they're going to ride their defense. And if the defense can cause turnovers like they did last week, Baker can have a short field. You give Baker less throws. And more carries. Dearness Johnson is is he's a he's a good running back. Felton is out as well. Chubb's uh, back up, but Dearness Johnson has proved that he can you know carry a team when needed. So yeah, take that Cleveland plus two and a half, or take their money line plus one twenty five. All right, so let's jump to a sleeper game uh, for the NFL. Uh, we're gonna see the Jacksonville Jaguars face the Indianapolis Colts. Eddie, what do you think about the uh, Jaguars potentially uh, doing well in this game? And what do you think about Trevor Lawrence and how he's going to fare with his uh, uh, lower sprain of his uh, ankle? So, okay. So, let's start off with Jacksonville's, you know, their stats. So, Jacksonville is 2-6 and six coming in. They're 1-3 on road games, but in their last three, they're 2-1. and one. And the thing is, they averaged thir- the last three games, they averaged 13 points, but give up 19 points per game. So that means that they have a, they can have a negative point differential coming into this game, the last three games, but they have a winning record. That's, that's, that's an interesting stat. It is, yeah. Indianapolis is four and five coming into this game, two and three at home, two and one coming into this game with the point differential, 35 point scoring and allowing only 27 points per game in the last three games. So a lot of sharps attack Jacksonville as, you know, I mean, it's 10 and a half points. Carson Wentz, you know, you, you you might think Carson Wentz is due for maybe turnovers. You know, he's been looking pretty decent this season. I mean, he yeah. had his ups and downs. But, you know, if you look at the Colts, if you look at the Colts' schedule, you do see some, you know, they beat the Jets. They beat San Francisco. They barely lost to Tennessee by three, you know. And they, they played tough against Baltimore. They played they tough against Baltimore. They covered that, that spread. They overtime. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching that game. They, you know, they lost in Tennessee. You know, they lost to the Rams by three. I mean, they play tough. They play tough in good spots. 
then they beat teams that they should. You see, they beat Houston 31 to 3. You know, they beat Miami. You know, they're beating teams that they should and losing to teams that are, you know, maybe a little bit higher than that, you know? So I feel like it's a get right spot for the Colts and they're going to, they're going to dominate Jacksonville. Jacksonville is due for a letdown. They just played a, a nine, six game versus the Buffalo Bills. And the Colts defense is, has a great run. They have a, a great rush defense. They're going against, you know, James Robinson is coming in gimpy. It might be Carlos Hyde. You know, we're still trying to get the final reports. You know, it comes in, you know, Sunday, right before kickoffs, 1030. Yeah, they're, they're top 15 in rush yards. But still, don't let that number fool you. They're a pretty good team on defense, for, especially exactly. DeForest Buckner in the middle. Exactly. So, you know, with that being said, I, I mean, I'm leaning towards Colts. I think Colts are going to win this game. And they might dominate Jacksonville. I think they might win by two touchdowns. I can see, I can see a a fourteen point game. I could easily see them Colts covering this number, and it hasn't hasn't really moved this week. It's still at ten, so I'll take it. It's a key number. I hate taking minus tens because that's a touchdown and a field goal. So, but I think I think the Colts are gonna win. By 14. Yeah, then huge stat for uh, the Colts is on defense as well. Uh, they're carrying them uh, all season. But look for young Trevor Lawrence coming off the injury to maybe throw a turnover or two. Uh, Indianapolis Colts are first in the league in turnovers on defense. And uh, on offense, Jacksonville is 27th in the league. So, yeah, I'm going to lean towards the, uh, sorry, the Colts, and I'm going to take them match that minus 480 money line so now let's move on to a game that i am really excited for we have the dallas cowboys they are at home facing the atlanta falcons eddie what do you think about the aspect of the cowboys bouncing back from their disappointing loss to the denver broncos uh do you do you think that atlanta can hold their own and play good enough defense to uh, you know, keep the Cowboys underneath the little high uh, high horse because Michael Gallup's coming back. So there's going to be a lot of energy uh, pumped into that stadium. So what do you think about that, Eddie? Yes. Uh, I feel like the, if the Cowboys can go back last Sunday, they'll do a redo. They would, you know, really feel, you know, really want to take control of that game earlier. And I feel like, you know, this week, it's going to be a get-right spot for Dallas. They are going to come in here and dominate, I feel like. They're going to really show the Cowboys that we've seen, you know, prior. Prior to the how we, how they started. I feel like Stephon Diggs is due for – Stephon Diggs. Trayvon, Travion Diggs is due for, uh, for a pick. I feel like he is. And honestly, let's go to the stats. Cowboys are, you know, 6-2. They are three and one at home. They lost just last week. They are two and one in the last, you know, three games. And they average at home games, 34 points per game. And their opponent only averages 24. That's why this number is at minus, you know, at 
nine right now. It's sitting at nine because the public sees Atlanta. Oh, they beat the Saints. Atlanta's in the playoffs. They're like, what? They're a sleeper team. That's too many points for Dallas. They just lost to the Broncos. That's how people are thinking about this. But let's let you let's dive into Atlanta stats. You know, since this is, uh, you know, we look at both sides of the spectrum. So, you know, all games, Atlanta's four and four. They're four and one on the road. They won, you know, all of their games on the road. That's impressive. Two and one in their last three games. So Atlanta's some road warriors, right? But if you look at if you look in between the stats, they average twenty five points, you know, twenty five points per game, and they give up twenty seven points per game. So that's a negative point differential, but they are four and one on the road. That is interesting. These teams with these negative point differentials are, you know, still winning these games. It's because they lost bad to Tampa Bay. That's what skewed their thing, skewed their numbers. But they beat the Giants by three. They beat the they beat the Miami Dolphins by two, mm-hmm. and they beat the Saints by two. So they've been winning these close games that could have went either way. Literally last week, it literally came down to a Cordell Patterson not long game that literally secured the dub for them. So I think Dallas is going to just – I think Dallas is going to roll. I feel like Zeke is going to have a big game and Dak is back in action. You've seen at the end of the game, it was very encouraging that the Cowboys were moving the ball down the field with ease. And just able to, you know, score those garbage time touchdowns. Yeah, a lot of people are saying uh, Dak should have not been in the game, but yeah, I mean, I see what Mike McCarthy was thinking. Hey, just get some momentum, get to the next game, and you know, try to work out the bugs. Yeah. So I'm going Dallas. Yeah, I'm also going to take Dallas's uh, money line. Uh, their defense is still good, uh, even though Randy Gregory went down. Uh, they're still sixth in rushing yards. Um, they're 13th in points, and they're eighth in turnovers. They still they get turnovers. They're not the Cowboys' defensive old, who only bats the ball down or gives up big plays. Yes, they do give up big plays down the field sometimes. Uh, Trayvon Diggs giving up a long touchdown to Tim Patrick last week. But, hey, uh, I think this secondary is going to bounce back. They didn't like how they played at home. Uh, they're going to play well, look for their home energy to propel them um, forward. So I'm going to go Dallas Moneyline. All right, so let's look towards a game that a lot of people in Louisiana are listening to, my home state. Uh, they're going to lock in the Saints, of course, but we're going to give you some better insight on this Saints at Tennessee game, minus Derrick Henry, of course. And we're going to see if uh, Julio and A.J. Brown can, will be able to play well, both you know, kind of injury and gimpy coming into this game. Uh, so, yeah, Eddie, what do you think about this uh, Saints of Tennessee game? Yes. So, New Orleans coming in 5-3 and three at Tennessee 7-2. and two. Tennessee has been one of the most surprising teams, I would say, in the league. They have been – they have been – they have been very impressive – to say the least, they have Wake yeah, versus have. Seattle, Indy, Indy. You know they beat Jacksonville. 
mm-hmm. Buffalo, Kansas City, Rams, you name it. They have impressive wins. Now they, you know, last week they rallied. They lost their best player on the offense, Derrick Henry. They're they're trained, literally. And they signed AP. I mean, AP still, you know, his first game back, he only had under 20 yards. He had 20 yards, literally. And it's, you know, it was it was encouraging. I mean, I feel like they just threw an old man in there. I felt like we could have fell forward for, you know, a little bit more yards. But exactly. I'm just playing, but you know, AP's gonna come back, and you know that man's a machine. So he did score like he, a touchdown in that game. So hey, yeah, he did get a tutty. So, first, first know, day back. Hey, first day out, he got a tutty. That's out. crazy. First day out. If you know, you know. But yeah, uh, Tennessee is three and one at home. They're three and zero in their last game, so they're coming in hot. They're averaging twenty nine points per game. The last three, well, almost 30. So pretty much 30 points a game and versus their opponents only scoring 16 points per game. So let's look at New Orleans stats for my people in the 504 NOLA era. We're five, <laughs> five and three. They're five and three coming into this game. They are, yeah, they're five and three coming into this game. They are four and one in road games. And they average a total of 23 points per game with only giving up opponents of 14 points per game. So these teams both got great point differentials, honestly. And that makes me want to take when you when you have that, you have great point differentials on both sides where defenses are stepping up and offenses are scoring points. I would take the I would take the better defense than the offense because offense can regress. People can schematically, you know, scheme you out. Like, for example, you've seen Lamar Jackson versus the Miami Dolphins. They blitzed all these DBs because they found out, like, oh, that's a successful strategy. And it worked versus Lamar. They ended up winning that game. So, NOLA is, I feel like New Orleans puts the points is the way to go. I mean, the Sharps are on this side. They already bet it down to – it's already a two-and-a-half. I was mad I missed out. It's, it keeps going from two-and-a-half to three. So, I like I like the points. I'm taking Saints plus the points. I feel like they're going to play inspired, just like how Tennessee played last week when they lost Derrick Henry. Alvin Kamara might be out for a week, but Mark Ingram is back in the fall, and he's going to – he's ready to run. He looked really explosive. Coming back in his first, you know, first couple games, so I really feel like, I really feel like Mark Ingram's gonna play big and play big in this spot. I'm taking New Orleans plus the points. Yeah, did you guys see? Uh, did you guys see how the Cowboys they started old Cooper Rush? What did the Cowboys defense do? They elevated their gameplay, gave them a give it a human aspect. If you have someone that's that's uh, down and they're your friend. What are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna do everything you can to pick them up because if your friend's down, then you feel down as well. So, Saints defense, they're gonna play well. They're gonna play hard for Alvin Kamara, and they're gonna play hard for Jameis Winston. They're gonna elevate themselves to help out Trevor Simeon to you know ultimately cover, and uh, even maybe we can even tease that spread. 
get it up to maybe a plus seven. Maybe they can cover by a touchdown. But definitely uh, we're going to take that plus three on the spread. All right, next game we're going to run through really quickly is the uh, Buffalo Bills facing the New York Jets. Old Mike White will be under center again. So we will see if the Buffalo Bills defense can cause pressures. Will they adjust like the Miami Dolphins did when they sent blitzes from the safety position and the cornerback position to really give Lamar Jackson some fits? So will the Buffalo Bills do the same thing versus Mike White? What do you think we have going for this one, Eddie? Yes. So the big thing is Mike White, he was, you know, he came came out slinging. He ended up being the top passer of the week, and it was crazy. His his debut was amazing. He's like a legend in New York now, apparently, just after one game. And they're already saying he's the future, all this jazz. Yeah, he said he was supposed to be, what, a first-round pick? Uh, yeah. Top pick? <laughs> so he has, a, he has a chip on his shoulder. Hey, he's 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 great. But at the end of the day, I mean, they didn't have no film on him. What film did we have of Mike White other than college? We don't have no we didn't have no film on him. So how do you scheme for somebody like that? Right. So I feel like Buffalo's defense have been has been running Buffalo's been running this division and I think that they're gonna keep on they're gonna steamroll the Jets. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, let me look. Let me dive into some stats for you. Buffalo is five and three. They average twenty nine points per game, only giving up fourteen points a game in all games. Their last three games, they're they're on a little down slide. One and two, they only they, they and they still have a positive point differential. But twenty one, they only they only score twenty one points and only have, give up only eighteen. So, this week, their offense should get Dawson Knox back. So, that's a huge thing. Because when Dawson Knox is in the lineup, Buffalo's a different team. When you have everybody and, you know, and the offense is in sync, I feel like Josh Allen is going to step up and do his thing. So, easily, I'm going in the Jets. Let's go to the Jets stats real quick before I announce my pick. They're 2-6 and six straight up, 2-1 and one in home games. Okay. They, you know, give up 26 points per game. They score 22, one and two in their last games, three games. So I'm going to lean Buffalo. Buffalo's in a get right spot right here. I'm going to go Buffalo, man. Simple as that. Take the points, take money line, whatever you please. Buffalo's going to win. Yeah, you heard it, folks. Eddie's taking Buffalo outright. So, yeah, mash that. Do that. Buffalo. Outright spread money line, however you want to do it. Uh, next, we're going to dive into Minnesota, traveling all the way to California to face the Los Angeles Chargers. Hmm, Justin Herbert, is he going to continue his stellar play this season, or is Minnesota going to come back and you know surprise the world again? And maybe we'll see Dalvin Cook run wild against the Chargers defense. What do you think about this game, Eddie? Okay, I I mean, as soon as I saw this game, three and five Minnesota versus L.A. Chargers five and three Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's plus three. So yeah, mm. Minnesota is three and five. Uh, you know, one and three on the road. Key stat here against the spread on the road. Minnesota is three and one, and they average thirty points per game. 
but mm. give up 30 points on the mm. road. That's an interesting stat. <laughs> that they give up a point three differential in points. That's how close their games are. That means they lose by field goal less a lot of times. And all their games are close. I really felt I really feel good about Minnesota this week. But let's dive into the Chargers real quick. Chargers are five and three. Straight up. They score twenty four points, but give up twenty five points. They're two and two at home. They score twenty nine points, give up twenty five, so that's not bad. They're one and two in their last three, but their point differential is crazy. Listen to this: they score nineteen points a game, but give up twenty eight in their last three games. That's a negative point differential of nine. That's insane. So, I'm gonna take I, and the, like. Like you mentioned, Jay, Minnesota got a great rushing attack versus that weak Chargers rush defense. I'm matching plus three. Simple as that. Yeah, I'm liking the Chargers in this one as well. They should cover. They could win this game outright. Uh, Minnesota still has a pretty good defense. I still don't like that Xavier Woods is on that team, former Dallas Cowboy. But, hey, uh, we can see Minnesota covering that plus three and Dalvin Cook having a really good game. Now let's jump into uh, Carolina going to Arizona to face maybe Colt McCoy, maybe Kyle Murray. Hmm. Who are you going to get out there for the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, no, I think pre- pretty sure uh, Hopkins might not play as well. So we're going to see a Arizona Cardinals offense that might have a backup quarterback in. So, Maybe Carolina's defense can do well. What do you think about uh, Carolina's uh, chances in this one, Eddie? So, Carolina, Carolina's coming to this game four and five versus eight and one Arizona. Carolina's four and five. And again, on the road, they're two and two, um, giving up, they, they give up 20 points a game. And they score about 18 and a half. So, but that's with Sam Darnold. That's the difference. Sam Darnold's out this week. They're starting P.J. Walker, and they signed Cam Newton. So, we don't know if we're going to see a Cam Newton appearance this week or not yet. They haven't confirmed nor denied. Talk about so, a reunion. <laughs> right. Hey. And the Arizona Cardinals, 8-1, and 3-1 and at home, 2-1 and one in their last games. They scored 20, 27 points per game giving up only 15. So that's a very nice point differential if, you, if you're into that. So, you know, they played inspired last week, just as Jay mentioned, Kyler Murray being out with old Colt McCoy. Uh, I, I see that as a, let, as a letdown spot. I mean, yeah. even if Kyler Murray steps in, I still feel like 10 and a half is too much points for this Carolina defense who are just getting better. They added a lot of new pieces in Henderson and Gilmore, and they're getting healthier, and they're gelling together. This team just got CMC. Matt Rule came out and said, we're going to run the ball this week. Arizona has an iffy rush defense. You know, it looks good. It's a flash-in-the-pan team. Arizona looks good some weeks, and they barely escape out of some wins. Yeah, they're 18th in rush yards on defense, man, so – yeah, they're not really looking good since J.J. Watt fell, uh, went down. 
yeah. And so Arizona looks been looking great, you know, and we're going to – I'm going to take the points. I'm, it's an ugly game, but I'm going to go ahead and take Carolina plus a 10. Yeah, I think that's a good pick as well. Uh, look for Carolina's secondary to really have a huge impact on this game. Uh, like you mentioned, Stephon Gilmore, uh, C.J. Henderson as well. Uh, also, Jeremy Chin is a really good safety back there on the back end. Uh, also, don't forget fellow LSU product, Dante Jackson, the speedster. He's still a pretty good corner on the other side. So watch out for the Panthers. Uh, that is a very staggering line, plus 10. Uh, but we're going to take it. We're going to take that plus 10. Uh, like I said, for the teasers out there, if you want to do that, you can tease that line as well. Um Next, we're going to jump into an NFC East game for Philly. Uh, one of the NFC East teams, they're going to face Denver and the Cowboys. They faced them last week. So, can do we see Philly uh, and Jalen Hurts um, maybe getting a groove going uh, as well against Denver? That line is really low. It's plus two and a half for Philly. So, we got a lot of people uh, thinking that, you know, maybe Philly could cover. Maybe that line uh, – and line was, I know it was pretty up uh, earlier in the week. Oh, Eddie's going to run that by you as well. So, yeah. Talk about that, Eddie. Yeah, so Philadelphia's coming in this game 3-6 and six versus at, – well, they're at Denver 5-4. and four. Um, Philly – let's look at Philly's stats real quick. Uh, Philly is 3-2 and two on road games. They, they average 28 points per game and only giving up an average of 20 points per game. They are one and two coming in in the last three games, but they have a positive point differential of 30 and 22. It's because probably some skewed big, they had a big win recently. Mm -hmm. So that's why their point differential is kind of skewed, but they're one and two coming into this game. Denver is five and four, two and two at home games, two and one in their last three games. With a point differential of twenty, they score twenty points and they only give up fourteen point three. The defense, you know, just lost Ron Miller, and they're still looking serviceable so yeah, far serviceable. in their yeah. first game versus that high-powered offense in Dallas. Um, Philadelphia, Don't remind I mean, me. Don't yeah. remind me. <laughs> yeah. So Philadelphia came up with tough laws versus the Chargers. They 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 ran the ball. Well, they ran about 39 times and got 176 yards rushing. And I feel like that's encouraging for the Eagles because, you know, they're without Miles Sanders and they usually have, they usually have great rushing when they, when they, when they scheme, they're going to run the ball, they're going to run the ball. And that's been successful for Jalen Hurts because it takes the load off of him. People got to realize Jalen Hurts is not, this is really his first year starting. He is, he is trying to – he's like a rookie quarterback. So he, he's going to have up and down, ups and downs, but he has potential. And guess who's running. leading the Eagles in rushing this season? Who? Oh, Jalen Hurts. He has 494 yards. <laughs> exactly. That's, so he's, that's he insane. is out – and he's out rushing Melvin Gordon, who only has 477 yards. Exactly. And I have Jalen Hurts on my fantasy team. I have Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, so – I'm loving rushing quarterbacks, and you know, I almost think of Jay Lawrence almost great value Lamar right now. Hey guys, fantasy. Eddie, you heard it here, folks. Eddie, the fantasy guru, listen to this man, fantasy guru, draft king. Hey, 
Yeah, we might need to have a little pod about fantasy picks one day. But hey, we'll yeah, that's coming up day for another, you know, no time for another story. And I, I mean, I'm leaning towards. I really feel like Philly is going to get right. They played a close game last week. They lost by three, and they are currently giving me. You know, I'm just going to take Philly money line and not look back. I feel like Denver is due for a letdown. They played tough versus Dallas. Nobody expected that. So I feel like Philly's going to come out and win. They're going to run the ball on Denver. And, you know, that's going to be that's going to be my play for the week for that. Yeah, really good value on that money line. It is at plus 120. Uh, that is some really good value for you guys to put some money on. Uh, I'm also going to take that money line as well. Like I said, uh, Philly, their rushing attack, when they commit to the run, they're really good. Uh, Jalen Hurts can run and pass. So we're going to see Philly come out with some good energy. We can see Denver having another letdown spot uh, after that big win against Dallas. Um, Next, we're going to touch on this last game of the early afternoon and late afternoon. We're going to talk about Seattle against Green Bay. Hmm. Russell Wilson coming back from injury. Will he have a rusty game or will he lead Seattle to a win? Will he get DK Metcalf better involved as well? And will we see Aaron Rodgers come back? Will he play or will Jordan Jordan Love have to come back in and play as well? I still don't know. I still don't like how the Kansas City Chiefs did his mom and uh, his girlfriend putting them at the top of the stadium at Arrowhead. Uh, <laughs> but hey, I mean, stuff like that happens. So, yeah, what do you think about this uh, this Seattle and Green Bay game? Okay, so this line opened up at minus five and it dropped all the way to minus three because we had the return of Russell Wilson practicing and Aaron Rodgers potentially, you know, might be out for this week. That was the scare. But a lot of betters found out that Aaron Rodgers could be cleared this afternoon. And I literally just had this notification test my phone like eight minutes ago. And it said Aaron Rodgers is back in the building and is set to be activated from the COVID list. And we'll start this week. Wow. That changes a lot. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers is back, and everybody's going to be the public is going to be. Oh wow, this line might this line might jump. So, yeah, they're going to juice up Green Bay. Hey, depend on when you listen to this podcast, some of these lines move, and lines move throughout the week. So you have to realize that due to injury news, they might take down a line. You gotta you gotta hop in quick. So the quicker you turn on notification for this podcast, the quicker you're going to get accurate lines. Exactly. So. so Continue to tune in on that. But with that being said, the Seattle Seahawks is three and five. They're two and two on the road. They give up twenty. They give up twenty-two points a game, and they average only twenty-three. Uh, one and two in the last three games, but mostly that's without Russell. So that doesn't really, you know, say much. But Green Bay is seventy-two. They're three and zero at home games. Two and one in their last three games. They average about 18 points a game, and they give up 14 points. But, you know, Jordan Love had a start in that mix, too. So, with that being said, 
I like Seattle. I mean, I like Seattle plus the points. And I would probably sprinkle some on three because it's a key number. But I would also wait to see how the line is impacted by the announcement of Aaron Rodgers being return, returning to the lineup. Chris Carson might be out for another week. So that's something to monitor too. But exactly. I still like Russell Wilson to come back. He's been practicing. Aaron Rodgers hasn't practiced. He's going to have one little day to, you know, start up his engine. He's older. He's an older quarterback. A lot of these athletes don't come back the same from when they have COVID. You know, there's examples like Cam Newton's a big one. When he came back from COVID, he wasn't the same quarterback. Now hopefully he's healthy because he's vaccinated and he's going to, you know, prove hopefully shock some people in yeah. this NFL because they doubted on him. But I'm leaning towards Seahawks plus the points. Wherever it moves to after the San Rogers news, I'm taking it. Exactly. Uh, these numbers are a little skewed because uh, Geno Smith, has been starting for the past couple of weeks. Uh, they're 30th in passing yards. Like I said, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's coming back. Uh, those numbers should improve uh, drastically. And, and Green Bay's defense is – they're okay. They're fifth in yards per play. But, like we said earlier in the podcast, that third down conversion rate, they're 20th. They don't get people off of the field at all. Russell Wilson's going to expose that secondary – um, they did lose Jair Alexander earlier in the season as well. That is a big loss to their secondary. So, uh, and look for uh, Russell Wilson to expose those linebackers on uh, Green Bay. So we're going to take that plus three and a half, like you said, wherever that line is going to grow uh, later in the day uh, because of this news that Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, play. So we will see where that line goes. Last but not least on the Sunday Week 10 slate, we have Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs facing the Raiders. Derek Carr and the Raiders. The John Grudenless Raiders. So, do we think that the Raiders can take some momentum and build off of this, off of that loss that they had uh, versus the Giants? Do you think that they could bounce back and maybe you know, win a game that they really shouldn't win. But Kansas City has not been looking good this season. So what do we think about Kansas City and this uh, Raiders game? Okay. So the the Kansas City Chiefs are 5-4. Raiders are 5-3. and three. Yeah. Uh, Road games, KC is 2-2, two and 2-1 two, two and one in the last three games. They average only 12 points. On the on the in the last three games, and also they give up only seventeen. They gave up seventeen points with a negative point differential, but they're two and one. Mm. So it's very it's very interesting. That's very interesting. They have been really close, and the Vegas coming into this game, they're five and three. Last three games, two and one. They lost to the Giants last before we seen them before they go to bye. Um, 27 points per game for the last three, giving up only 23. So, Raiders in dome games, key stat, three and one this season. They average 26 points per game. Their opponent averages 24. So, I feel like this is going to be – it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I feel like the Raiders coming off the bye, it's, it's kind of been a quiet week. 
I mean, Henry Ruggs news and Arnett and all these, you know, all this bad stuff happening. John Gruden. It's just been a crazy exactly. season for the Raiders. Yeah, speaking of and, high scoring, that line is at 52 and a half. So we could see that over being hit. I could see that. And, you know, honestly, you know, in dome games this season, the over-under is 3-1 and one when they play. Mm. That's a good stat. And the Raiders averaged over 400 yards passing. I mean, 400 yards, period, in these games. So, with that being said, I think I'm leaning Raiders plus the points. Honestly, I mean, the Chiefs have been barely skating by. I mean, if you look at if you look at their schedule, man, they barely beat Green Bay with Jordan Love. They barely beat the Giants. 2017. Yeah, that was a really close game. It was a heartbreaker for the Giants. They, I know, and they lost to Tennessee 3-27. to So when they play a competent team, you know, they kind of look different. And teams are scheming up on Patrick Mahomes now. They're doing that too high safety look, and it's really throwing them off and, you know, they're keeping everything in front of him. They, they're limiting the big plays. So, and Patrick Mahomes is not a scheme quarterback. He he likes to freelance and, you know, bazooka that thing down the field and get the big play. He doesn't like to just sit there and take five-yard pass. Check yeah, defenses, defenses aren't scared of Tyreek Hill anymore. They're not exactly. saying, oh, okay, we're going to play 10 yards back. We're not going to let Tyreek Hill beat us. No, they're saying we're not going to let Pat Mahomes beat us. They're not worried about Tyreek Hill streaking down the field. Because by that time, they're getting to him. His offensive line has been terrible this season. Exactly. And the and all their games this year, if you want to, if you're a spread better, the Chiefs are two and seven versus the spread this season. They're not a good spread team. So taking the minus two and a half, it, I don't I don't see them coming out here beating the Raiders. And the Raiders are great in prime time games. Have you seen their stadium? Their stadium is a light show. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's amazing. And that that those that crowd is crazy. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing for the organization, and it's going to rejuvenate the crowd and make them feel like, okay, we could overcome it. They're going to show resiliency with their home fans being back after all this negative news. So I'm going to take the Raiders plus the points. And, yeah, I'm just going to – yeah, I can't I can't backpack to Mahomes right now. And especially if they got that safety in that always gives up the touchdowns. What's his name? Swaringer? Swaringer. Oh yeah. Uh Sorensen, yeah. Daniel yeah, Sorensen. And you can see yeah. Tyron Matthew, he's like mean now. He just stands up and just holds his hands up and he's just like, What's going on, y'all? <laughs> I know a lot of Juco safeties that would die to be in the NFL right now that Definitely. could have an opportunity. That could cover, man, and do better than what. Yeah, some guys from the FCS as well could do that. Even HBCU, I know some HB, some HBCU safeties that can play better than what Sorensen's doing. Exactly, but yeah, I'm going. I'm going Raiders, man. Yeah, we're also gonna lean. We're we're gonna lean towards the Raiders as well. Uh, Plus two and a half that line. Gonna go ahead and take it. what can you say about Derek Carr? He is still a proven quarterback. Um, he still has weapons around him. Hunter Renfro um, is basically almost his go-to guy as well. 
And the Raiders defense, they're gonna play, they're gonna play inspired, they're gonna play well. So, you know, who, the who doesn't want to play? Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, exactly. The return of Deshaun Jackson as well to give, you know, Derek Carr somebody to go down, you know, deep down the field since Henry Ruggs is not with them anymore. And we're going to see that they're they're, they're fourth in the uh, passing yards. So they're top five in passing yards. The Chiefs' defense is terrible. They're 27th in passing yards. Why do you think Tyron Matthew always stops and puts his hands up in the air and is saying, what are y'all doing? Because they're giving up – Big gash plays, 50 to 60-yard bombs for touchdowns. Not just yardage, but for touchdowns. So we're going to see the Raiders expose and keep exposing this Chiefs defense. Well, guys, that is it for today on the Money Man Predictions podcast, where money is made every podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Wolf, and your other host, the stat genius, the insight genius, Eddie Too Rich. Uh, follow us on Twitter. The names are in the bio. Uh, please set your notifications so you can get every episode that we post. You guys stay locked in. Eddie, anything else for us to say? Oh, man. Uh, nothing else, man. It was a great episode. Hopefully you guys cash out and, you know, keep tuning in. We're here. Yeah, so let's be profitable this weekend. Enjoy this show. Looking forward to many, many more. Like we said, this is the Money Man Predictions Podcast. We love you guys. Enjoy your Saturday.